0: Hiya, and welcome to another edition of The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. Whether you're listening on Lisburn's 98 FM, Banger FM, or FM 105 in Downpatrick, you're more than welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're listening back on the podcasts after the fact, that's cool too. That's great. Thanks. Um, if you're wondering how you listen back, just go to thejewelcase.johndarcy.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, all the usual places you get your podcasts. Now this week... I have a very special guest I've known him for a long time He is an artist based in Belfast um, He does illustration, he does drawing He also does installations and conceptual workings of all sorts of manner and media um, He's also known for doing not nice portraits of people It's Miguel Martin Hi Miguel How's it going John? It's good, I'm well, how are you? Very good, yeah You got the wee
1: Pleasure train to be down here. to
0: Lisbon today
1: I did, the wee half hour trip How was that? Um, It was pleasant I brought my bike So I had to strap that in
0: Oh I've never had a bike On the train before Was that an easy experience Or Well
1: you have to know Which direction The train is coming So you have to be At the back end Of the train Oh Yeah that's important you have to You have to get on Super quick And strap it in Like like it's a person
0: Like a a small child But like a big Cumbersome child Big cumbersome
1: child And then you take up About four Disabled person seats And people have to Stand
0: well, I'm glad that was an enjoyable train journey. There it was, yeah.
1: And I had falafel.
0: <laughs> oh, um, very exotic.
1: Yeah. So uh, so good I day keep day myself occupied, you know.
0: <laughs> well, we are recording this in the studio of Lisburn's 98 FM. And uh, Miguel's made the trip down to chat to us today. Uh, and you've brought with you some tracks. I have. You have yeah. because uh, when when this show first started, the idea was more to do like a curated playlist of um, like around a theme, songs about a certain thing or for a certain time of year or just to reflect the music taste of the guest. And you're sort of giving us a little bit of a magical mystery tour around your musical personality. Yeah. Well, that's uh, hopefully
1: hopefully what I'll, I'll bring to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well we make a start with uh actually no but well, before we get started with the music um maybe people would like to know a little bit more about what you do so we we were talking before we put the mics up about people who are illustrators and people who are artists um so, so maybe someone considered you to be an illustrator, but you're not you don't really like feel like you're an illustrator,
2: yeah, the
1: illustration for me is um. Well, first of all, because I didn't study it really, Uh Uh, not that you, if you, if you want to do illustration that you need to study, um, but I did a particular, I did fine art, fine and applied arts as a degree, um, and obviously there's crossovers between the medium you use, um, for me, it's always been drawing Mm -hmm. and for other people, maybe illustration is more digital. I see it as two separate things in my case. One is more a career, and one is more um, destitution. A a job, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Career is the illustrator, right?
1: Career is the artist.
0: Oh, oh, right. Okay, so illustration is more like a job. Like you get a brief from yeah,
1: get a brief from a client, and they'll say, "I want you know X, Y, and Z in this style." Sometimes they want you to do something in a particular style, but generally I would have a house style, Oh, which is a, an illustrator term. Um, so if you go on to illustration agencies, the websites, um, particular artists will have a general house style, so you know what you're going to get from that artist.
0: And there's loads of uh, actually great illustrators in Northern Ireland right now. Uh, um, yeah, there's yeah. like this new, what do you call it? This illust- new illustration agency that's sort new of kick started? Illustration
1: agency um, called Us Folk.
0: Us Folk? And so is that like, is that a physical presence or is it all done online? How does that sort of work?
1: Uh, well, it, they're claiming to be the first illustration agency in Belfast, um, which means that. Corporate clients can go on their website, look at the portfolio of various artists and then, you know, commission certain illustrations for um, magazines or...
0: Advertising, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And, and are you on that? Is what so can people, I, can I was approached... people find approached, you on that? I will be on that, yes. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, because you do do illustrate... You do do. You do do, <laughs> do illustration... Um, at live events and things and sort of a live drawing thing or are you still doing that? Because no, that w- there was a while where you could be found if people like sort of searched their way into the back of St George's Market you'd be sitting there with a the pop-up yeah, stand and a right. couple of chairs and you would do your not nice portraits. Mm.
1: Yeah. The not nice portraits uh, was a way for me to not be unemployed mm. physically. <laughs> so... You know, I'd been on the uh, the old brew for a, a short a short time. <laughs> what an artist on the brew! Yeah, <laughs> and it was coming to a point where I either had to get a job, like a, a job that, like a what they deemed as a job, uh-huh. or um, go down the self employment route. So, right, they actually they informed me about. This course, um, run run by the the Prince's Trust, which supported people uh, in the bracket of like eighteen to thirty,
0: okay, and which suited you nicely. It suited
1: me very nicely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they would meant give you mentorship. They would um, give you a small grant, so. I chose to go down that route and like a as a as a, um, a business plan, I thought that the not 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 nice portraits would be a uh, a way to you know get into the world of self employment
0: It was a great idea because um the, you had this really kitsch website yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had an amazing melee of uh, f- fonts, typefaces and uh, really brash Nihon colours yeah. and sort of a couple of examples of your work. This is rubbish because the, the listeners can't see uh, the mm. thing, but is the website still up there? The
1: website's still there, yeah. Um, so notniceportraits.com or not something? Not Nice like? portraits. .co.uk.
0: Ah, uh, .co.uk. Co.uk. Cool. You always get caught up by that one. <laughs> and you sort of, uh, they're like caricatures, but I think they're, they're really interesting because most caricaturists have a house style and they yeah. just augment the nose in the same way for everybody and augment yeah. the cheeks and the ears. Yeah. Somehow, when you're doing nice, not nice portraits, and they're, they're like marmite, I think, because I know people who yeah. love them and people who hate them. My mom saw mine and was like, "That's a terrible image, <laughs> burn it," <laughs> um, because she wants me to look pretty always. Yeah. But uh, you, you have a way of picking out the sort of the things that can be emphasised in a different way, and you sort of see people through a different lens. They see you see people mm-hmm. through your eyes. I mm-hmm. think when they when you see a not nice portrait,
1: definitely. Uh, I was always, it was something I always did. It was, at, at lectures at art college, I would always be drawing the lecturer. And it, for me, it was a way...
0: <laughs> to uh, not like listen.
1: A, well, that too, <laughs> yeah. Just to distract myself from from note-taking. But it was always a way for me to to look back on those notes and see the drawing I did of that person and go, oh, that, that's, that was, it kind of reminds me ah. of a particular time. So... If I'm in situations where I, uh, I'm taking notes for for whatever reason, I'll always be drawing the people who're speaking. So, so you you're not puts the re- context. puts uh, You know, it's, it reminds me of this the place and the time.
0: Of course, the danger is when you start to doing this sort of like event illustration. Yeah, you could easily end up being the guy everyone asks. Oh, at the party, oh, will you draw us? Yeah. <laughs> Did, that, did it come to that stage or did you get I, out of the game early enough? I think, I mean,
1: that happened more when I was in my mid-teens, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I actually started, like, as a as a business idea, the Not Nice Portraits thing started in the uh, the black box, black market. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So that was maybe 2010, 2011. Mm. And every, the f- last Sunday of every month, all these types of artists and craftspeople and people selling, you know, vintage clothes would all get together and uh, and fill up that, that main space in the, the black box. And one of the uh, one of the projects I brought to it was not as portraits, and it was it was just a quick. It was something I did anyway, and I was like, well, maybe I could make some money from this.
0: Yeah. Very like reasonably priced, prices? as very yeah. Reasonably priced as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's not London prices.
0: <laughs> oh, you'd make a killing in London.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You do want to end up being one of those beach guys, though, right? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, the thing was, like, I I would be interested in. You know, I was thinking I was getting in touch with Brighton, mm-hmm. um, city council to see yeah. if, to talk about the legalities of actually, uh, setting up a stall on the beach, but. That everything's taken. All the spaces oh. are taken. So there are places, there are patches in the city centre that that you can rent.
0: In a way, even the name sort of is a nod to the fact it's a little bit of a conceptual turn yeah, on right. the classic um sidewalk illustration or portraiture or caricature because yeah caricatures can sort of take the mick out of the subject but your ones sort of delve a little bit deeper and can almost be like offensive because they it it maybe preys on people's things that they're really self-conscious about yeah
1: well that was uh i I titled it that way um so that I, i could get away with Doing the worst. I, it's like your description. So. Yeah, you can't. You know, my back is covered. Yeah. If people complain, it's right there in did the sign. Did you get
0: many? This is a really boring question, probably. <laughs> but did you get many people who just wouldn't pay after? I had. I've had
1: two people oh, that.
0: That's good. Evidence. And the
1: only reason they were so shocked was because they weren't aware that it was going to be a caricature. Oh. Um. Which, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the why. They didn't see the sign. I mean, the, the pull-up stand has an image of me looking atrocious with boogers hanging out my nose and...
0: <laughs> <laughs> um- well here, we'll talk a little bit more about you, your practice and what you're actually currently up to at the minute because you're not doing Not Nice Portraits right now. You're doing a residency with Das and you're also studying bronze making as well. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk a little bit about that after we get stuck into this music playlist you brought us. So uh, we have it in front of us and uh there's like 10 tracks to get through? Do you think we can get through them all in the hour?
1: Um, if... If you play snippets,
0: I guess. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah, let's play snippets. I usually do that anyway. Yeah. I'm too impatient to wait for a whole song yeah, before starting no, the chat again.
1: Can't play a whole song.
0: Uh, so the first track <laughs> is uh, by a local band called Girls Names. Yeah. And it's called Hypnotic Regression. Which album is this of? I
1: think it was their second album. This, okay. The New Life, I think. It
0: was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know the band a lot. I th- I've seen you at their gigs,
1: I think. Yeah, I was... Uh, I remember being at the very first gig, the no way in Lavery's many years ago. Wow! When it was just uh, a two-person two-piece drummer and a singer and a guitar. Oh,
0: I didn't realize right in the early days it was just a two-piece. Yeah, that's
1: right. And then it was a three-piece, and then it was a four-piece, and then they switched around the and now the they've like
0: taken over the world. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, here we'll have a little bit of a girl's names hypnotic regression. Sure.
1: Love seeing them play this song live. Yeah. I always kind of wait for it, and luckily, it's a, enough of a classic that they still play this. You know, in their more recent gigs.
0: Yeah. Well, how that—that's quite a tricky one. Like, how does a band that's sort of that bit more let field and not really singles-oriented? How do they decide what to play on a gig after four albums in?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think it's just Spotify playlist numbers. <laughs> 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 yeah. This was their more, I don't know, shoegazy kind of uh, phase, and I think they've got a different sound now. And the more current album,
0: ah, uh, there's more keyboards and uh, yeah. more layering going on.
1: Mm. It's a lot less echoey, <laughs> I'd say.
0: <laughs> you can hear the vocal a bit more. Are you yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, sad and so yeah. <laughs> Well, I played them on my um, roundup of 2016 at the start of this year, uh, one of the Jewelcase episodes, which you can hear online if you go back to the podcasts. And I played one of their tracks off their most recent album. And yeah, they just go from strength to strength and get like just like a really hardworking touring band. Just Mm. each time they put out a new release, they just tour that bit more and it's just built up really naturally for them. We keep it local then now and go to an act sort of vicariously linked. I feel like they're sort mm. of vicariously linked to girls' names. Um not by any members or anything, but they're sort of on the same arts scene
2: yeah.
0: of bands who are all <laughs> artists or friends of artists. Yeah. And we're playing like Delaware and or living in Delaware. Right, yeah. <laughs> playing the menagerie a lot, uh not squares. Yeah. Um, All time favesies Yeah you always are dancing At the front of a not Squares gig Anytime we see Oh my god <laughs> I, I love not Squares So much uh, What's your favourite Not Squares
1: song? Um, Well I picked one that was off their new album Which is my f- my favourite off their new album I don't know there's Asylum was a big one That yeah. got people uh, Throwing their hands up Were you
0: in the video of that?
1: Yeah I was actually You were! <laughs> yeah. I knew it I knew it <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: Doing really awkward dancing,
1: awkward fist pump <laughs> dancing with even skinnier jeans than I wear now.
0: Well, that's the thing, is it? Knot Squares, sort of. I recollect, I think, reading a press release one time that they, uh, you know, formed to be a party band. Yeah. Like, you know, they they were sort of in indie bands and before that, and then they sort of made Knot Squares so that there'd be just like a band that everyone could go to a party and Knot Squares would be playing, and, and everyone could dance, and everyone would have a great time. And that's just how it worked out. Yeah, they they really.
1: They really brought it, and are they brought still the all
0: over the place right now? Um, he's still away in London, and
1: yeah, he's he's still in London, and uh, two of the members are are daddies, so Whoa. I don't think they baby they raving as, gigs. Yeah, maybe? yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, do it. Baby wave, not scores gig. <laughs> I'd be at that. <laughs> you'd be I'd still you'd be at be that. You'd be like
0: fist pumping with two babies, one chance Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we here Let's Play Not Squares, the track you've chosen, M4 of their recent album Bullets. Uh. artwork, Keith.
1: That artwork is actually by a, a female artist called Sarah Poots. Right. So she's a painter, and um, and it's a painting of bolts.
0: <laughs> I thought it was just a sort of pixelated photo of bolts, but it's yeah, a painting of bolts. It's Bolt.
1: a literal painting of by a, an artist.
0: Wow. Yeah. These artists are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been asked to do album artwork?
1: Yeah, actually. Um, Have you ever done any? I've done. I did one last year by the the local supergroup Cruising.
0: Did you do the Cruising artwork?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I wish you had brought a Cruising track along. Well, oh, That'd been good. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> No oh, I love cruising um, Cruising are a, a super group made up of members of girls' names Sea Pinks Sea Pinks And who else? Uh, September Girls That's right, I forgot September Girls This and is Logic September Party. Girls And who? Logic Party Oh really? Yeah I didn't realise it was that super Yeah yeah. And But they don't really play that much Because I guess they're all really busy doing other stuff
1: But yeah, I did the, the artwork for that They released that on vinyl
0: And it's like a leather jacket sort of thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah with like the name on the back is that it
1: yeah they um they approached me and I uh, like my fine artwork is more object based I would draw a lot of objects and I kind of yeah. represent I like to draw things from real life so it was a still life drawing of a the back of um, a leather jacket so that, that was probably Claire's leather jacket. It was wasn't Claire's it? leather jacket. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> did it have cruising actually written on it at the time, or did you add that? No, that, that, that was
1: that was a more graphic interpretation.
0: And that sort of object-oriented, um, I believe, object-oriented is a computer programming on- ontology <laughs> uh, language <laughs> term. But uh, your sort of uh, still life drawings. Um, I, th- I think that's probably the side of your artwork that I've been most aware of recently because you did a lot of drawings for the old art college, which uh, got knocked down. And yeah. I think wasn't the project that you went through and drew a lot of the rooms just before it got knocked down that's in right, the yeah. state that they were in.
1: Yeah, the Orpheus building. Uh,
0: Shout out Orpheus. It's on RIP. It's so sad. And uh anytime you drive past... Like, actually, in the weather now, it's... <laughs> I shouldn't say this It's really nice Because there's this amazing Like can, Clear sky
1: Yeah you can see the skyline
0: But we're missing This amazing Lovely old building
1: Yeah well Don't enjoy it for too long
0: Oh yeah There's going to be a t- big Terrible modern building right? Yeah Yeah. big <laughs>
1: glass facades. And-
0: I was actually there I think maybe One of the first nights um, I just happened to be Driving past And They started Whacking away at it
1: Yeah Just unannounced
0: Yeah really scary
1: Took down that 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 bridge because that was a real pleasure for me to to be asked to be commissioned to to make a series of drawings of of that building before it came down, because it harked back to the work I was making on my in my third year of art college, mm. um, where I would document people's studio spaces in the form of drawings, and that ended up being you know the. Half my degree show. Wow It was a series of drawings of So that studios. was
0: actually Just a, an echo nearly Yeah, yeah. You, And so you studied yeah. At the University of Ulster
1: Yeah Which is now Ulster University The, the rebranded <laughs> Ulster University <laughs>
0: <laughs> And uh, and then So you came back You sort of invited back And was that Invite. a residency Type thing or um, Was not, it just a one off Not in particular
1: commission? I actually did A residency there um, The MFA course Ran A year of Residencies and uh, you had a, the run of um, one of their spaces, but that was a separate thing. But they just, you know, gave me access to the particular space I was drawing at the at the time, and you know, it's all done in in one sitting.
0: They're so intricate, and it's sort of amazing for to for me looking at it. It's amazing, how intricate and how well scaled they are. Um, All the proportions and everything for just a straight, straight up line drawing of a room.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, the the line drawing is uh, it draws your attention more to to the physicality and the objects of the space. For some reason, you just notice things more when when they're as a line. And plus, I don't have the patience (laughs) to do anything (laughs) longer than just you know a four or five hour sitting.
0: So yeah, those drawings were commissioned by University of Ulster or University to sort of commemorate in some way that building and the studios that were there before it all got kablammoed. (laughs) (laughs) Flattened. Were they exhibited then in the new, uh, are they going to be exhibited in the new building whenever it goes Um, up?
1: Well, it was exhibited in their university gallery uh, um, around about this time last year. And now they're permanently displayed outside the library of oh, the university. Uh and in and amongst uh their offices as well.
0: <laughs> oh great. So there's, yeah. Yeah. so there's like the uh the HR person probably has yeah. one in their room. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and actually recently the the vice-chancellor of, of the Ulster University um commissioned a series of drawings of the uh The demolition process Oh wow So I actually went back And did drawings From the new building Of the demolition site Of the old building (laughs) So So you've done them Yeah yeah And they're They're in his office So it's not really It's a private commission commission Kind of thing Oh
0: wow That's a bit weird I sort of feel like It's a double edged sword If that's really nice That they sort of acknowledge That that's a really Massive big deal To do that And not just One of those sort of Developing things Where they forget What happened before But also like did he take pleasure in the demolishing of the building and he wanted you to commemorate it? It's like
1: a, a moose head on, on a wall kind of thing.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Well, before we get in trouble if I say something um, <laughs> to get me in hot, hot water, hot uh, will we continue with the music? Yeah. Um, we had this sort of lovely party electronic of not Squares, and I believe we're sticking in that sort of mold mm. for uh, some Boards of Canada, the Midas Touch. Midas
1: Touch. Uh by Midnight Star, remixed by Boards of Canada.
2: You say you're going through changes Everything you seems your life is up and down And you say that you're looking for an answer Everywhere you look it seems it can't be found Like searching, trying to find a rainbow No one's ever found the treasure's told to be But if you're looking for a lover Everything you need You can find right here in me I've got the mildest touch Everything I touch
0: So is this one of your like heading out, getting ready tunes, Miguel?
1: If this song played at any place I was dancing at, I would lose my rag. Would you lose it? <laughs> I would lose it. It's it one a, of my uh, favourite dancing dancing two songs. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, what it's, kind of, it's not even that up-tempo.
0: No, yeah, it's pretty relaxed. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's measured. Yeah, yeah. So would you listen to a lot of electronic music?
1: I would, yeah. Uh, it's something that... I don't know, maybe I grew up around in areas that were kind of rave music was quite popular and it associated with its uh particular youth culture back then. Yeah. So maybe that's that's where the roots of it came from. Just dance music and, and getting up and dancing and going to clubs and stuff.
0: Um, and is it generally more that sort of left field Boards of Canada kind of thing or um are you keeping up with any of the new genres? Um, there's, I used to teach... Um <laughs> I used to teach these kids uh, music technology at Queen's University in Belfast, the Junior Music Academy. I'd teach the music technology end of that, so kids between like twelve and fifteen, generally. And uh, there was this amazing fifteen-year-old producer who'd make tracks on Ableton, and every week he'd come in and like say, "Oh, my new track is in insert crazy adjective <laughs> house yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, a crazy yeah. another adjective um, roots jungle." Yeah. And I would be, where do you get all of these genre names? But it seems that on the internet, uh, wherever all these DJs are posting. Thing and making their tracks, they just like come up with new genres every week and they're like a template of a different kind of beat where the drop happens in a different place and that's mm, a genre. Once, that's you, right. once you decide the tempo and the instrumentation and where the drop goes, that's your new genre. That's your <laughs> new
1: genre. Micro-genres. Yeah. I actually came across this website um, which has, I don't know, maybe th- thousands of genres um, and you, you're able to click on the genre. And it takes you to a list of bands that are in that genre. Ah! Uh, so I had really a lot of fun looking at that and reminding myself of the bands that uh, in the micro genres I I was really into about five years ago. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. What kind of bands are they?
1: Um. Well the the biggest genre that I that I came to the fore around 2010-11 for me was Witch House.
0: Witch House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as in, like, um, as in in the the Wicked Witch of the West As in the Wicked
1: Witch of the West House. Okay. (laughs) And it
0: was. Sorry, Wicked Witch of the West House is actually a little bit faster than Witch House. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was more a a genre that came out of uh, internet culture. Okay. Like C-punk
0: or vaporwave kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr Core. That's that's also a microgenre genre in its in its own. But for me it was a musical genre that really combined the uh the aesthetics that I was really into uh, visually, uh, into this more like occult based electronic type of thing. Well, so occult cult themed electronic music have is, we got a
0: track that sort of will oh let listeners goodness. hear I mean
1: uh, there's just so many to choose from but the, the biggest band that came out of it in 2011 was Salem
0: oh it's dark <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there, yeah, there's generally a hip hop trap kind of okay, feel yeah, yeah. to it. Oh, you hear with that? More, I mean you can 80s synth and uh like a like a cock Two twins vibe to it's kinda gothy. Yeah, industrial like industrial hip hop.
0: That's really yeah, that's really what it is, isn't it? Industrial. Um, is the vocal always like this? Pitch down, or is I like just Salem? them?
1: Um it is very popular in the witch house genre, and that's the first time i heard all those flavors mixed together was
0: for one amazing cocktail for one amazing witch cocktail and how did cocktail. they i think that the interesting thing about internet is that like all forms of like hyper fast um communication now that we just begin to analyze things very quickly and we're sort of in it's a, it's amazing. Are we in a, like a post 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 modernism where things are like over analyzed before they even exist? Really. So what I'm yeah. trying to get at is that it used to be like genres would emerge and then eventually get classified. Whereas now it seems like one person makes one track and that's they say this is a new genre. Yeah. Whereas that's not really how <laughs> genres and classification work because yeah. it's always just a tag to describe uh, a creative Absolutely. thing that someone's yeah. making. Well, the um, like
1: just what you said, the c-punk and the vaporwave. You know, it came out at the same time, and that was, you know, a tag. It, it sprang out as a, a hashtag on Twitter. Yeah. You know, this one of these DJs. I think he's called Lil Internet. Um, <laughs> of course he is. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And he just uh, he wrote a tweet saying, "Oh, I dreamt that I had a mermaid leather jacket." Hashtag C Punk or whatever, and so <laughs> that just spawned the you know just the the quick association of their aesthetic and their sound. It happens all the time.
0: So it's that sort of hip hop combined with maybe pitch down vocal and yeah. general darkness and do the Ambience. bands have to have something to do with witches like the Salem Witch Trials well, in their name? Um,
1: I think one of the, the emblems or one of the uh, the signature Witch House one of, one of the signatures of a Witch House band was how they spelled their name and sometimes they spell them with triangles or crosses, and that's so that they remain a subculture of the, the internet, and you can't find them uh, because you don't have those symbols on your keyboard. Right. So that that was an even deeper layer of, you know, hiding in the darker recesses of internet. See, Most I word. thought
0: Kesha was being wild, yeah. having a dollar sign for her ass. No way, <laughs> that's on the keyboard. You can type that on your phone. Yeah. Um, we've got another track by. I've, I'm i looking at the playlist here and it's by. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's, spelled. it's spelled how I type whenever someone said uh, we're having pizza for dinner. <laughs> so it's like a small O and then a big O and then a small O and then two big and O's. And two
1: big O's. And it's pronounced O.
0: Oh, that's no fun. I wish it was pronounced O. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> you
1: could do that too.
0: <laughs> and the track's called Mumbai. So is this Witch House too, or are we progressing on from Witch House? This is still firmly in the 2011,
1: 12 canon. Canon of um, yeah, the the burst, the first wave. But in that website I was talking about with the genres, this is kind of more lumped in with Grave Wave or Chill Wave.
2: <laughs> grave
0: Wave. <laughs> grave Wave. Oh, they just the waves. they're just trolling, aren't they? Uh, at I, this just, stage? I love it. You are listening to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. My guest tonight is Miguel Martin, um, a local artist and we're talking about his musical taste and he's taken us on a tour of uh, some local acts he's a big fan of uh, Girls' Names and Not Squares through to his sort of electronic music taste and his current obsession with um, micro... Micro genres. Micro genres, microaggressions. <laughs> <Yeah. Whoa. laughs> and uh, we'll have a little bit more music from Miguel in a second after I ask him, Miguel, so what are you up to right now? You, you t- told me you're sort of like on an, a residency at the minute uh,
1: yeah last November I received Arts Council funding um, it's called the Artist Career Enhancement Scheme uh, it's funded by the Arts Council of Northern Ireland and it's a scheme spread across all the, the categories of, of art dance music visual art um, theatre so I was lucky enough to uh, to get it um, accepted, and so I received this funding. And my proposal was to make new work based on uh, on the still life drawings that I've been making over the past couple of years. And it was really a way of using the content and you know the research in those drawings and making video art and sculpture and installation. So at the minute. As part of that, ACES funding scheme, I am doing a residency at the digital art studios. Um, you know, learning all about how to edit a little film clip and are stick you, sound on it, and
0: oh, you see so your video making now. I'm a little doing
1: bit. a bit of video, brilliant. Yeah, doing a bit of video. Uh, it looks a bit like early Lynch type of experimental black and white movie type things. Brilliant and bit of uh, bit of the uncanny bit of the object and yeah it's all it's all really a really fun learning process
0: and when can people expect to see the outcome of your time spent at das or digital arts uh, studios
1: they're having a group show at, towards the end of may with the current residents of of the the, the previous the last 4 months so the end of May, we're gonna have a show at the the PS Two Gallery. Brilliant! Of all the uh, all the work we've been making over the last couple of months,
0: and for you, is that gonna be like a video then?
1: Yeah, that'll be a video. Okay, and I, I've I've shown video as in like stop motion animation stuff a really long time ago, mm-hmm. but I've never made a a video video.
0: Well, that'll be really interesting know, to see video now, art
1: maybe. with a capital V. Cabalet.
0: so so hopefully we'll see like a nice new miguel martin video work um i guess that's sort of what you're speaking to earlier that you're not an illustrator because you don't just do illustration um you're, you you could just be described as an artist because you're working in m- different kinds of media um building together a body of work that explores themes that interest you
1: yeah i mean the, illustri- the illustration for me is as you said, it responds to a brief yes. that you know a client has laid out, and it usually goes through a process of back and forth changing, and whereas you know my personal art stuff is just me, and it goes into a show when it's done, and it doesn't go through a a, a changing
0: process, and. Uh Aside from video, you're also experimenting with um, casting now, getting your hands dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah, getting my my face grimy and (laughs) getting all up in that.
0: What's that like? (laughs) bronze casting, is it?
1: I'm doing a bronze casting course at uh, Millfield in in Belfast City Centre and they've got a foundry there. It's been there for a really long time. Wow. And there are four bronze casting processes. I'm doing one of them, so... It's called Lost Wax, which means that... sounds
0: like a great record label. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a micro-genre in itself. (laughs) Lost Wax Wave. And you present uh, a wax object. You kind of cover it with a ceramic shell and then you melt out the wax and then pour in the bronze. Ah. And then you crack away the, the ceramic shell and you're left with the bronze, which you then have to polish and clean up. So I'm in week seven now,
0: and, and how many left to go?
1: Well, it, the course runs for six weeks, and you're. I was. I just got the piece out of the kiln last week, so I had to <laughs> had to buy another course. Right, I had to okay. buy another six weeks to just finish it off.
0: And uh, I actually saw, I think, probably your you're like tentative steps in this because you exhibited sort of like a, yeah. a well, part part of the process at Catalyst Arts in Belfast right, a couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah. as part of their group show. Their member
1: show called Raw. And what's Rawr. more raw than taking a piece out of the kiln straight off and taking it to the gallery?
0: Jumping it on the floor at <laughs> yeah. <in> Catalyst Arts. <laughs> That's right,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll just set it there.
0: So that was that was your thing. I knew a couple of other artists there. Um, Megan Caitlin Dallad, who is that f- blogger, um, vent Freds, and she had that she had built a little room where you sat in on a cushion oh, and like yeah, watched yeah. this uh, video, which I think was meant to be um, based on ASMR or AMSR. What oh, do you call it? You know, that sensation sense, you get from yeah. watching people drink glasses of water on YouTube or something. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so actually I actually have to get her in for a chat to talk about that that's someday. Right, that would yeah. be interesting. And so, whenever that you finish the bronze um, course and you have your piece, uh, is that going to be shown anywhere?
1: Well, the this whole year under the uh, the Aces scheme, I'm making new work, which will hopefully be uh, part of a two person show at the CCA Derry in January two
0: thousand and seventeen. Oh, that's a while away. It's a while away, but they but that's didn't. enough time for me to book my plane to Derry. Sure, to book my flight. Yeah, <laughs> you can't fly to Derry you? Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah, yeah. That wasn't, I obviously <laughs> wouldn't take a plane just to go from Lisbon to yeah. Derry, but I, I mean, I could. Yeah, yeah. If I yeah. wanted to. There's no There's no flight in Lisbon. I'd have to drive to Belfast to get the plane. Yeah. It seems somewhat fuel inefficient. Especially seeing, seeing I just got a new hi- hybrid. Did you? Yeah.
1: You got a new hi- a hybrid car?
0: Hybrid car, yeah, yeah.
1: I've Never even met a person that last one. Back to Belfast? It's
0: really quiet.
1: Yeah, if I can stick my bike in it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not no. <laughs> You could ride along beside me and hear how quiet sure, sure. it is
1: Yeah, yeah, Bopsy.
0: Nice one um, It's really sunny actually today Maybe we should just go for an ice cream after this We're stuck in this hot oh, studio
1: Please, let's get ice cream
0: uh, So maybe we'll get back to That's the music cat. We've got a couple more tracks left on your list um, One from a band called Holy Other Is this a band or is this like a DJ? Um,
1: it's, a, it's a solo guy behind a uh, mixing desk Surrounded by a uh, f- smoke machine, generally. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, is this following on from the Witch House scene? Yeah, this are is we, more kind of ambient.
1: In- um, maybe not so Witch House, more than ambient electronic. Still a, a bit dark, occult feel
0: to it. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. Pitched down vocals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love pitched down vocals.
0: Should I just pitch down the vocals for this whole interview? Sure, that'd be awesome. (laughs) We have a couple more tracks to get through. We're nearing the end of the show. So uh, that was Your Love, Holy Other. And um, next up, a track by Gatekeeper. And the track's called Chains. Yeah. This is way. This is actually really throwback eighty synth. This one, mm, yeah. Um, this is probably. I mean, this is their
1: biggest hit. I think for me, they went a bit more ambient after this, right? Um, so this is their big kind of, you know, dance.
0: You, you're putting your hall. hands in the air right yeah, now. Yeah. Like just <laughs> so the listeners know. Yeah, boom, boom.
1: <laughs> um, I actually saw these guys. Uh, during a residency in New York in 2011
0: Oh wow. You're showing your and age now.
1: I know. And it was like that scene in Blade. Where <laughs> <laughs> Blood
0: Is that what got you in the from, witch house? I
1: think so. It was around the time I got into it. Are you a
0: secret goth?
1: I'm not I'm not a goth. <laughs> um I mean it, but maybe maybe there's a the crossover with my musical tastes. Are I, you I, into I the occult? Goth. Well, not outrightly, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, I like I like their aesthetic, and I <laughs> So that was Gatekeeper with chains, and uh, next up we're staying electronic. We're just really on an electronic binge right now, Miguel. Binge,
1: you're going from pitched down vocals to pitched up. Oh, this is the turn. This is the segue.
0: This is wow. S- yeah, okay. It's
1: a pretty smooth segue.
0: I guess a lot of the tracks you've heard so far could have been used in the Mighty Bush sort of as skits maybe for don't, the-
1: don't insult Witch House <laughs> by lumping it in Oh dear
0: with- yeah. okay. Those gossip trees from the internet are going to come after yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this is Purity Ring Purity Ring And a song called Fine Shrine So that was the Purity Ring and Fine Shrine and Miguel is dancing around the studio here. <laughs> I think uh-huh. I'm about to pass out for the lack of oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I find a lot, like that that pitched up female vocal, people love it or hate it. And a lot of people who love the pop music that it's sort of based on, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of new. Is, there, is that part of a micro genre? That one particular Purity Ring? Um, Probably. <sighs> It's post-pop music in a sense, so it's sort of looking at things like K-pop and J-pop and um, it's really exploring the kitschness of that, um, pairing it with different kinds of beats. But some people who love, I find that some people who love the music that it's based on really hate it. Mm. They they can't get on board with it. Mm. Um, like I've played like this sort of thing, like PC music sort of thing mm. um at house parties and people just like it completely turned off because it's so kitsch it's uber yeah. kitsch.
1: Well it's something you'd find even in, you know, nineties dance music. Yeah. You know, Prodigy were doing it yeah. back then. And I just I just loved it back then. That chipmunk voice. <laughs> <laughs> chipmunk voice over a, a a good old catchy beat would <laughs> would get me get me on
0: that that gets you ready I, for the weekend yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> listen to that before a night out
0: well th- one of the songs that I would tend to put on is one that you brought along today oh, and I was so excited to see it on the list um, it's a real favourite of mine and I used to play it last summer just flat out uh, around the house and I oh, would yeah? just be singing the hook of it mm. all the time I actually did um, I'll, I'll say what it is before I keep going on about it because I, I have a bad habit of doing that you know you can keep introducing it but not saying what it is <laughs> um, it's Hey Q By Cutie, but actually produced by Sophie. um, Who is uh, Hey Cutie by Sophie? Yeah, but I. I, Whenever it came out, it was like Hey Cutie, and the artist was Cutie, sort of thing. And Cutie, not Cutie, as in a Cutie Pie. Uh um, And it was all branded like a fake energy drink, and the live shows would be like this model lip syncing to the the tune. Um, and actually they did this at like a boiler room set that Eric Wareheim introduced and Uh it was just weird I I was sort of doing a deep dive on the internet to try and work out what it was and who was behind it and all this stuff that ended up in the PC music sludge Uh, (laughs) a lot of really interesting music there Hannah Diamond and all um, that I really like Um, uh, Sophie's a big producer behind a lot of that um, scene and Hey Cutie seemed to be like a sort of like a side project for a bunch of that troupe But still
1: putting out tracks. Yeah. 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 I think on their SoundCloud, there was one about four months ago.
0: Yeah. um, And there was a lot of like think pieces on like Pitchfork and then The Guardian about it. Like, what is this PC music genre? Mm. Because it wasn't, but it wasn't really a genre. It was just a label that had a really concise sound that Mm. like one or two producers were having multiple artists and they made it look like a big, massive scene when it was only just like a little in house group of people. Uh, But the Hey Cutie song. Hey Cutie is massive. It's so good I mean, it's, it's on. Tracklists
1: um, by Chicago-based DJs that I follow. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was so big. I sort of thought it was just me in my room.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: so big.
0: <laughs> and the boiler room set's really funny because people are so not into it. You think? Uh, well, the one, the one that I saw, like the audience was just like not, not buying it. But I'm sure, like when it's played out, people go mad for it if they knew it. Yeah. I think it's the sort of thing you have to hear it once. A couple or maybe even a couple of times before you get fully um, on board. Um, before we, I splurge on more about it, will we just play a little bit of it? Go for it. Hey cutie,
3: yeah? Yeah, there's something I want to say. I feel your hands on my body every time you think of me. Hey cutie, yeah? Even though you're so far away. I feel your hands on my body every time you think of me. So, I've been thinking about you quite a lot. It's not that.
0: sort of weird uncanny valley thing happening in the PC music uh, songs and even like uh, the, the lines about hands on my body when it's like a, this, the, pit, the vocal is pitched to that of a prepubescent child or something and there's oh, a, lots of weird sinister things going on in PC music it's quite dark right, right. but it's like a um, it's like a computer game soundtrack, like you, you were saying there, as, as that was playing um, while our mics were down. Uh, and the snare drum is sort of like a punch from Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Something. Um, and uh, it, some
1: th- a noise that Yoshi would make. And,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Or, no, no, it's Mario Kart.
0: Yoshi in Mario I Kart? Yoshi in Mario Kart, yeah. <laughs> getting hit by a, a shell. Uh, so that's Hey Cutie from the sort of PC music scene label, whatever you want to call it. Um, and... You, you just enlightened me to a really interesting tidbit that it's actually Harriet mm-hmm. uh, who sings on that. Harriet, who I know from living in Belfast a while ago. Yeah, Harriet of
1: now... She makes music under the, uh, the pseudonym Zoe. Right. And who was making music uh, as a two-person band birthday sex. So they would have gigged in Belfast... Yeah. And made music between Belfast and London.
0: And she somehow ended up being the voice of QD. Yeah. That's yeah, so weird. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Pitched up. More pitched up right, than yeah. usual. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. We'll hear, just to finish off the show and round it up, will we hear um, Harriet's voice not in quite such pitched up yeah. form on one of the birthday sex tracks? Um, what are we going to have?
1: This is. Uh, a song called Faye and it's one of my all time favorite birthday sex tracks. Cool. And uh I'm I'm mourning the uh that they don't they're not together anymore. Or <laughs> not making music.
0: But uh should, you, you'll be catching up with Harriet's new music as uh, Zoe yes, soon anyway. Yes, I'm into that as well. Cool. Maybe yeah. that you. Maybe you'll play some of that the next time you're here on the jewel case, yes. sure. Miguel. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. Pleasure being uh, here. John. Looking forward to seeing your work in your upcoming exhibitions. The Das Group show at PS Squared in May, and uh, next year in CCA in London. Dairy, Londonderry, London, dairy, dairy, London, dairy, Stroke City, whatever. Yeah. Um, so thanks again. Um, if you uh, want to listen back to this, if you just caught us from halfway through, you can search for the Darcy.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the Dual Case on iTunes and Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can just listen to us again next time we're on our next Tuesday at 8 pm on Lisburn's 98 FM, Bangor FM, and FM 105 in Downpatrick. So that's us for tonight. Uh, Thank you, Miguel. You can check out Miguel Martin on Twitter.
1: I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr,
0: Facebook. Just search for Miguel Martin. Oh, you're on Vine. (laughs) Oh, we forgot to talk about Vine. It's sort of dead now, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I there don't. was a while
0: where we would vine each other, and I would be at like walking down the street and spot you, and I'd start recording a vine and just walk up and try to scare you. But there, those days are gone. You just stare at me awkwardly for six seconds in an <laughs> in, in, in infinite loop
1: with <laughs> me going, John,
0: why are you recording me when I did not give you permission? A, sort of like a, a more passive happy slapping. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah well uh, maybe we'll get back on Vine um, but uh, that's us for tonight folks that, we can't go for any longer uh, me and Miguel are going to go for an ice cream Um yes. this is Birthday Sex with Faye night night